welcome to World Screen's Fast Festival. I'm Kristen Brzezowski, Executive Editor of World Screen, and I'm speaking with Marcos Milanez, Chief Content Officer of Rakuten TV. Hi, Marcos. Hi, Christine. Nice to meet you. Nice to have you with us. Can we start by talking about what are the roles that Fast Channels play in the overall Rakuten TV consumer proposition? Right. So Fast has a very crucial um, proposition for us because it helps us play into one of our key goals, which is not only offering uh, top quality content, um, but more importantly, in various uh, forms of access. So we, we understand that not all of our clients are willing to either pay for content or they want to watch on demand. Uh, so we understand the value that it has in, in offering, you know, free uh, linear channels uh, at no cost at all for our customers. Tell us about the overall channel lineup that you're curating. Yeah, so um, across all our main markets, there's pretty much a, a skeleton grid of uh, must-have genres um, that would uh, go through with uh, movies, news, uh, sports, kids, uh, family, uh, uh, Sorry, lifestyle and entertainment. Uh, but we also do take into account um, if there are any particular niche uh, content uh, that might work quite strong in, in certain markets for certain audiences. So we do like to take these um, you know, initiatives and these uh, experimental tests uh, as well whenever we have a chance. What types of content are you looking for currently? In terms of content, I think it varies depending on the, the genre of the fast channels that we're uh, discussing. So if you look at movies, for example, we have already um, quite a long uh, list of uh, our own branded or no movie channels. So we are um, more strict to potential third party existing fast channels in that category. So it really needs to bring uh, some sort of differential so that we don't add you know, uh, an overlap to the lineup or just cannibalize as our existing channels. Um, but for other genres as well, it, it, it really comes down to, is that content um, relevant to those local markets? So, so we see if it you know, has that uh, channel or programs within that channel been broadcast into free or, or pay um, TV before in the market. Does it have a strong following from you know the local audiences? Um, I'd say those are the first pillars that we look within the content acquisition strategy to then uh, scale down to the, the actual uh, content IP and editorial. What brands do you look for when determining if a single IP service is one that you want to add to the lineup? Yeah, so with single IPs, and, and I understand it, you know, it's quite a hot topic as well and fast, and, and we do see the value of it. Uh, I think particularly with discoverability, where for the customer, it, it's very uh, easy to recognize and what to expect to watch. And, and that has, you know, significant advantage in, in the landscape where, you know, you could be uh, scrolling through 100, 150 uh, channels. Um, but I think it has to be a, a balance between, again, as I said, the, the, the back to the local relevance of, 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 for the market, but also volume. Um, and then uh, a, a burnout rate of that channel, because we've also identified multiple shows that you know have a really strong uh, relevance. It's a recognizable uh, IP, but just simply doesn't have um, 
the depth in terms of volume of episodes that you know would be able to that would be required to to launch a channel uh, or and sometimes it does but just for a few months so the other thing we need to also take into account um, is even if it works well how long does that success last you know will, will customers particularly loyal customers that come back to the platform will engage again with that channel or will they just be a bit tired off so that's the balance that we're also trying to fine tune within our platform what sorts of deals are you working across minimum guarantees traditional license fees rev shares yeah we work mainly with rev shares uh, and one of the the reasons behind that is due to uh, the fact that we have a sister company uh, called Rakuten Advertising, so within our group, um, mm. and they are experts in CTV, uh, in connected TV advertising. Um, so we think uh, not only from a strategic perspective, but we we think we're in a better positioned with all of these you know, local ad sales uh, teams we have spread out across Europe that have those connections with the agencies, with the direct brands uh, to, to, to sell, right? The, the, the fill rates, uh, uh, the ad inventory from our channels and third-party fast channels, as opposed to the partner uh, trying to do that. How important is exclusivity? Um, it's valuable. Uh, we, for example, also have uh, another division in the company called Rockton Originals. Um, Rockton TV Originals, and we produce or co-produce content that goes exclusively first to our uh, Rockton TV O&O branded channels. Um, but on the other hand, we also see the value of uh, broadening the distribution by also putting those uh, channels in other third-party platforms. So for example, the likes of Samsung TV Plus or Plex or LG channels, because ultimately what we see is also uh, different audiences that we're tapping into new households that uh, for whatever particular reason uh, would have been already using this other platform. So I, I think there is value to it, um, but um, it's not a deal breaker. Let's put it that way. How do you use analytics in making your content decisions? Right, so the, the never ending rabbit hole, right? We, 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 uh, yeah, we, we try to work at best as we can with um, you know our, our data software tools and it, it's a joint effort between content acquisitions uh, team with BI with commercial insights and um, advertising partnerships team so there's quite a, a big uh, remit of uh, stakeholders in the companies uh, trying to assess that um, and it really comes down to uh, engagement uh, as I said number of plays repeat users uh, the length of the, uh, the period that that customer stays in the platform um, and it, it has helped us because uh, I think one good example is uh, when going back to our um, own and operated branded channels, uh, we first launched uh, a few years ago with movie channels. And more recently now in April, um, we have announced that the launch of our TV series channels. Um, and the data that we've collected throughout these past years were very insightful, insightful to you know drive us to that direction where you know series was also a very valuable genre because of the repeat users. Again, the engagement, the stickiness that it has, uh, sometimes even you know more than movies. And then to a certain degree as well, within TV series, uh, what subgenres and you know, we decided ultimately going to crime, reality and lifestyle uh, because of what we had seen on their platform, but also comparing what's out there and uh, you know in the in the markets. 
do you see significant differences in shows that fare well in a fast environment versus those that resonate on demand? Um, I think it's still early days. I mean, we, we've recently launched, as I said, our uh, ONO series channels uh, to distinguish what particular TV series uh, show performs better on AVA than fast. Um, what I can say is that we also have movies uh, right on AVOD and uh, and maybe that's misled because of the fact that we've started first with movies or the, the volume of movies on, on AVOD is, is also uh, quite prominent uh, um, or the fact that our base, uh, you know, also came uh, historically from also uh, transactional, you know, the Rockton TV store of movies that we have. Um, so, so movies perform, you know, even better, let's put it that way, than TV series on AVOD. Uh, but I think that's also a, a stat that might change uh, quickly uh, throughout more months going through uh, since we've launched uh, uh, more channels. And with that comes more uh, content to our AVOD section as well. Speaking of changing quickly, yes. the U.S. is leading the fast market worldwide currently. But where do you see Europe in the fast landscape? now and also looking ahead yeah i mean no surprise there right us tends to to lead the path um on these industry uh, trends and and that was actually um one of the things that um we took into account back in 2018 uh, before launching fast and, uh, and avod at uh, the end of uh, 2019 so we already noticed that the, the us market was um you know thriving with with fast um, and it was just a matter of time to 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 reach Europe. Um, so that was quite valuable for us in being one of the pioneers uh, in the European market. Um, I'd say UK uh, is is definitely a market that uh, is in the forefront within the European uh, remit. Uh, but uh, I think Germany is also another big market for us. And I see I, I think those two markets will um, will have a significant share within not only Europe but uh, the international uh, market for fast. What role do independents like Rakuten play in that environment versus the traditional linear broadcasters launching their own AVOD propositions? I think it's good. I mean, um, it, it, it's nice to have uh, uh, neutral, let's put it that way, or also pan-regional European uh, player um, because, you know, you see uh, many of these um, American media conglomerates um, uh, you know, stepping in now, uh, the, the fast environment here in Europe. Um, and as for the broadcasters, it's it's um, it's not something new, right? I mean, BBC, ITV, Channel 4, they have always had their foot on uh, an AVOD. Um, but ultimately, we welcome them because I think uh, the more you have uh, qualitative content on, on fast, uh, an AVOD and fast, it drives also more... Uh, more audiences to the CTV environment, uh, which at the end of the day, it's it, it's also uh, a benefit for us. And and many of these companies as well, we have business relationships. So you know, yes, I, ITV has ITVX as a platform uh, and BBC with BBC iPlayer, but we also acquire content from BBC and ITV, which then you know the, it becomes part of our. Or no channels, so I think it goes both ways. They also see value of not only having their own platform, but also licensing their content to to other platforms such as ourselves. What's next for Rakuten in the fast space, and then what's your perspective on the outlook for fast in the next one, two, three years? Given that it's grown so quickly in the last one, two, three years. Well, for us now, um, 
I, I think now we need to understand better as well these um, various new channels that we've launched, our, our own and operated channels, uh, especially because we've uh, you know, diversified our portfolio, not only being in movies, but also TV series shows. So understand better, you know, what works uh, well or not. So we, we do those fine tunings. Um, but then also from the existing third party uh, fast channels, um, uh, you know, it's it's always trying to increase that, um, you know, the, the level of the bar level in terms of the quality, because, you know, things have dramatically changed back from 2019 to, to now. Uh, it's not a numbers game, uh, especially with the challenges of discoverability. So you really need uh, these standout IPs that, you know, will make a difference. Uh, it's not just adding noise to, to your lineup, uh, but it actually brings uh, new audiences uh, to the platform or at least more engaging uh, more engaging customers to, to the platform. And as to your the second part of the question, um, where do I see it in, in one, two, three years? I, I think, um, you know, we'll see more and more uh, this uh, transition from um, the advertising budgets, um, you know, traditional TV moving on to CTV. And, and I think that this is where it lies, the discrepancy between, you know, markets like UK and, and Germany and, and, and versus other uh, markets in Europe that whilst they're, they're all growing, uh, the, the speed, the pace of, of that transition uh, differs uh, from market to market. Um, and I think, you know, the, it's just a knock-on effect as well. Like the agencies, uh, the, the sales ad sales agencies will get more used as well to you know CTV to the benefits um, that digital advertising has for CTV. Uh, brands will be more familiarized as well with that. So um, yeah, I'm, ve I'm very hopeful with uh, uh, the next couple of months within this uh, segment. Marcos, I want to thank you for joining us and what was a really insightful conversation. Very much appreciate it. Lars, I appreciate your time as well. Thank you very much.